And welcome to the house of the Lord. Amen. It's good to be back in the house of God. Amen. I can think of no better place to be than to be in church on a Sunday morning. Somebody say amen to that. It is good to be in the house, Lord. It's good to look around and see all the people, the family of faith, the people of God who have left their homes and places and you've left dishes in the sink. Come on, ladies. You've left laundry unfolded to come to the house of the Lord. Guys, the lawn needs to be mowed, but you left it there <laughs> all by itself because you knew, you knew that the best place to be is in the house of the Lord. Amen. What a beautiful day it is. Amen. We are... Can you believe it? This is the last Sunday of the month of July. We're about to be in August. Amen. Somebody say, wow, listen, just in a few more months, in five months, we'll be celebrating Christmas. Can you believe it? Amen. We are on top of it, man. What a beautiful day it is to be in the house of the Lord. This last Sunday in the month of July, we are finishing our series today, our series uh, entitled Made in the Shade, amen. We're going to hear the last message in that series. So I'm going to have you do something with me. Will you stand, amen, just for a moment. We're going to get into the word of the Lord. We've got something to do today as we are getting into the, th this final message, the conclusion of Psalms 91, Psalms 91. So if you have your Bible, let's go to Psalms 91, and I just want to read through a portion of Scripture here. This will bless your life. Amen. Psalms 91. And we're going to go through this psalm together. Amen. Psalms 91. And this message made in the shade. This last message is entitled, What's My Name? What's My Name? And we're going to be talking about the name of the Lord. And I want you to hear this message. It is intuitive in our faith. In fact, the Spirit of the Lord gave me a statement for you, and I'm going to give you this statement here in just a moment. But this is Psalms 91, Psalms 91, beginning at verse 14, and we're going to finish this, this Psalms all the way through verse 16. So Psalms 91, verses 14 through 16, and I really want you to hear these, verse, these verses. They, they are profound in the Lord. Listen to what it says. Verse 14 says, Because he hath set his love upon me, Therefore will I deliver him, catch this, and I will set him on high because he hath known my name. Did y'all get that? that amazing? Because he hath known my name. I'm going to read that one more time. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him and set him on high, catch it again, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. Oh, listen, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And the Bible says, and with a long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And show him my salvation. Are y'all ready to get into this message? Man, we're going to get into some stuff today. I pray you came with your heart ready and open to hear the word of the Lord. Will you pray with me as we get into this message? Father, I thank you for this opportunity that we have, that we might come into your house and give to you what is due you, that we might worship you. Holy Spirit, I pray today that as we get into this message, that thing which is called eternal life, the knowledge of God, I pray that it just be poured out upon the family of faith here at Harvest Point, that when we walk out of this house today, we will be full of the knowledge of God, that we might reflect that image out in the world that desperately needs to see you. Holy Spirit, stir in us, move us, help us, guide us, correct us, help, admonish us, that we might truly be called the children of God. I pray today a move of the Spirit over the house of the Lord and over the people of God, I pray your help and your strength in every way, shape, and form. For those that came today that need the help of the Lord, that need God's help, I pray this message fall on you like rain. I pray you be saturated in the word of the Lord. I pray that it equip you to move and to go there where God is sending you. And so I pray blessing over the house of the Lord. I pray that in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, before you see this, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go find somebody, and I want you to ask them a question. Simple question. Go ask somebody. Say, do you know the name of God? Do you know the name of God? Go find somebody. Just give them a hug. 
I think we were missing a little bit of music. We didn't have no music. Come on, somebody. Do you know the name of God? Do you know the name of God? Do you know it? Do you know it? Do you know it? Do you know the name of God? Do you know the name of God? Go find somebody. Ask them. Do you know it? Do you know it? If you're watching by stream today, let me ask you a question. Do you know the name of God? My name is Billy, but his name is Yahweh. Come on, that's right. <laughs> I love you, Brother Billy. Amen. Do you know the name of God? How awesome, how awesome, how awesome it is, how awesome it is to see the family of faith moving about and saying hello and greeting each other in the Lord. Amen. It is awesome, awesome, awesome. Do you know the name of the Lord? Curtis, God bless you, God. <laughs> Do you know the name of the Lord? Y'all hold tight this morning because we're going to go somewhere in the Lord. Amen. Y'all hold tight because we're going to go somewhere in the Lord. Trust me. Trust me. If you have your Bibles, will you do me a favor? Will you put your Bible ribbon on St. Saint, Saint John chapter 14? I want to bring to you a verse that I believe is going to be instructive to you in your faith. If you have your Bible with you, just put your Bible ribbon on St. John chapter 14. Some of you are already familiar with that passage. But, but, but there is something in that particular passage we're going to talk about here at the end of the service that I believe is going to help your faith and your walk in the Lord. St. John chapter 14. Just put your Bible ribbon there. At the end of today's message, I'm going to have you to open it there. and We could talk about it together. Today I want to give to you a statement, a, a statement that I believe that if you'll apply your heart to the statement that I'm about to give you, it will revolutionize your faith in the Lord, a statement. I want to give to you something that you can use as a centerpiece, as a concentration, as a way as you begin to move about this week, that there might be something that you might be able to write on your vanity in your bathroom or on the mirrors of your bathroom, or maybe some of you, if you're smart enough, you'll put it on a post-it note and stick it on your steering wheel, that you can look at this thing, a statement that will revolutionize your faith in God. Are you ready? I'm going to give you a statement. Now, I don't know if you want it, but I think there's some people that say, you know what, Pastor, I want my faith revolutionized. I want, a, I want a booster in the Lord. Amen. I want a booster in the Lord. You ready? Yeah. Check this out. Without a doubt, thank you, Emma, for writing this down because Emma says, I'm going to blow up this week. I'm going to do something extraordinary. Come on. You got your poster notes too. Come on, somebody. Check this out. Check this out. You got to get this, baby. You got to get this. What I'm about to tell you. Watch this. Without a doubt, knowing the name of God will produce supernatural and extraordinary victory in every situation in life. I'm going to repeat it. Without a doubt, knowing the name of God will produce supernatural and extraordinary victory. Catch this. In every situation in life. Now I'm going to pause and let you write it down. Because I'm in no hurry. Because you got to get that statement. Without a doubt, knowing the name of God will produce supernatural and extraordinary victory in every situation in life. Did you get it? Did you get it? Write it down. Think about what I just said. Think about what I just told you. Knowing the name of God. Knowing the name of God. Friend, do you know the name of God? I, I want you to hear the psalmist once again because maybe we didn't hear what the psalmist just said. The, the, the psalmist declares, because he hath set his love upon me, 
Therefore will I deliver him, watch this, and set him on high, watch, because he hath known my name. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him and set him on high because he hath known my name. Do you know the name of God? G-O-D is not his name. Let me help you with something. The, the, the problem in the modern church, the problem in, in, in the United States, any, any country that uses English as a way to communicate, English, the English language of prefix, prefix and suffix requires a dictionary. For, for every word that we say, when we say a word, we know that that word has meaning. And often when you're hearing people speak and they speak words, sometimes we got to go to Merriam-Webster. Somebody say, thank God for Merriam-Webster. Amen. I, I love that, brother. How many know that Merriam-Webster was a believer? Amen. I thank God that he wrote the dictionary because there are words in the English vocabulary that I need to know the definition of. That was not true in Hebrew. The Hebrew language of itself produces its own meaning. The meaning has a name. The name has a meaning. So in the Hebrew language, when a name was given, the name was instructive and had meaning in and of itself. I'll help you comprehend this. Thank you so much, Brother Billy. Some of you that know a little bit about language and Hebrew language knows that the Hebrew language produces the meaning of itself. How many know the prophet Hosea? Uh, The the, the prophet Hosea, uh, the Bible tells me that God wanted to teach the nation of Israel a prophetic word. He was going to passed to them something that he was about to do. And so he wanted Hosea to know what it's like to be married to somebody who's unfaithful. So he calls the prophet Hosea to marry a prostitute by the name of Gomer. And God said, I'm going to use those children to pronounce judgment upon the nation of Israel. And so they had three children, or so they say. The first of those children was named Jezreel. In Hebrew, that means God scatters. So God was about to do a scattering. In Hebrew, uh, the, the, the name has the meaning. The meaning has the name. Jezreel means God scatters. Uh, they had a daughter uh, immediately following that, Lo Ruhamah, which means no mercy. God said, I'm going to take no pity. Y'all catch that. Now watch this third one. The, the, the Bible says that, that, that they, had one, uh, they had a son, Jezreel, a daughter, Lu Ruhumah, and then they had a son, Lo Ami, which means not my people. In other words, wherever that young boy went, he was literally saying to the people of Israel, I'm not my daddy's son. Uh, this is this is Hosea giving us a name to his son saying this isn't my son you see the name had a meaning the meaning had a name that's how Hebrew works anybody ever hear of a man by the name of Moses Uh, we know what his name means it means to draw out uh, this particular man, Moses, uh, when, when, when uh, he was uh, shepherding uh, the sheep of his father Jethro, the Bible says that he saw in a field a bush on fire. And the scriptures say that Moses said, let me go attend to this site. Let me go see this strange thing. And as he approached that bush, an angel of the Lord said, Moses, take off the sandals from off your feet for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Uh, Now, I want you to see something instructive here, that that the Bible says that Moses removed the the, the sandals from off his feet, and as he approached that bush, the voice of the Lord appeared. And he says, Moses, watch this, I have heard the cries of my people for 400 years. I've heard their afflictions, I've heard their prayers, and I'm about to deliver them. I'm going to do something extraordinary, something supernatural. 
I'm about to blow this place up, man. I'm about to do something awesome, and I'm going to deliver my people with a great power. I'm going to take them out. Moses, I'm going to use you to draw them out. Oh, y'all, I hear what I'm just saying. I'm going to use you. Your name is Moses, right? They drew you out of the Nile, but you're going to draw my people out of Egypt. Now watch this. Watch what happens. After God told him all the things that he was about to do, you would have thought that Moses would have been running around that bush saying hallelujah and glory to God and God is awesome. Look what my God going to do. That's not what he did. The Bible says. The Bible says. I mean, he got good news. He should have been jumping up and down and shouting for joy. But the Bible says. If I go back and tell the people that I heard you, that I met you, they're going to ask me, what's your name? Did y'all hear what I just said? Let me say it one more time. You thought he would have been rejoicing, would have been running around the bush saying, look at how great my God is. Look at how awesome he is. But instead, Moses said, listen, what I need to know above all is what's your name? need to know your name. What's your name? I, I mean, you know, when you've been enslaved for 400 years, you start to think about your prayer life for a little while. I mean, why isn't it that God isn't hearing me? Anybody ever been in a situation in your life where you've been praying and you've been praying, doesn't seem like you're availing, and you start asking some real questions specific about the answer to your prayer. Why aren't you hearing me, God? What am I not doing? What is going on? And you can imagine for 400 years, they got to one conclusion. We don't know God's name. I mean, that's what bondage does to you. You start asking the single greatest, most important question to the answer of your prayer. Maybe we don't know God. I mean, what's your name? I mean, I know you do all these great things. I, I know what you're about to do, but God, I just want to know your name. Have you ever asked yourself, what is the name of God? Let me help you. And the Bible says, and the Lord said, I am that I am. In other words, I will always be what I have always been. I identify myself by what I do. I am that I am. Y'all didn't hear what I just said, man. That's profound. God said, I am what I do. I do what I am. I will always be what I have always done. I am God. I am Yahweh. Mm, mm, mm. Go find somebody right now and say his name is Yahweh. Go get somebody and say his name is I am. Go get somebody. Stand up right now and go hug somebody and say he is who he is. I am that I am, 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 I am that I am. I have always been what I have always been. God self-identifies himself by what he does. From that point forward, I want you to understand the nation of Israel because they need a name. From that point forward, every time God acted, they attributed a name to God. He is Jehovah Jireh. He, he is Jehovah Rapha. He is Jehovah Shalom. He is Jehovah Nisi. He is El Shaddai. He is Adonai. He is God. He is Elohim. They needed that because we need the name of God because it tells us what God does. Look at your name and say, his name tells you what he does. He is I am. I'm Yahweh. Do, do, do you know that every problem you have in life, if you have the name of God, you have your answer? You didn't hear what I just said, man. That's why God said, well, what's my name? If you know my name, then you have the answer. 
That's what I do. I am who I am. I am that I am. I'm going to be true to myself. I identify myself by what I do. And if you're not seeing a move, it's because you're faithless concerning his name. The Bible says, because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. And I will set him on high because he hath known my name. Is there anything about God that you know about God, that you've seen about God, the, the names of God that you might love him? Is there anything about him that you've seen him do that you say to yourself, oh, how I love the Lord, that you might set your love upon him? In fact, let me do this. I wasn't planning on doing it, but let me just do this. Uh, Open your Bibles, Exodus chapter 34, because the Spirit of the Lord is at work. So important that we flow in the Holy Ghost. Uh, check this out. Uh, there, there, there was a place. You see, once, once Moses, Moses takes the next step, he says, now that I know your name, I, I, I want to see you. <laughs> you know, I think there's a lot of people, we just want to go to church. We don't want to, we don't want to see God. <laughs> we got all our spiritual disciplines. We just don't want to get close to God, right? We want to do all the stuff apart from seeing the Lord, right? Moses says, now that I know your name, listen, I want to see you. And in fact, Moses said, I want to see you in all of your glory. Are you in Exodus 34? Because you got to get this. Uh, God, God said, Moses, I can't let you see me in all my glory. For if you saw me in all my glory, you'd surely die. But, but what I can do, watch this, watch this, catch this, catch this. What I can do is I can let you see my goodness. Give your neighbor a high five and say, God is good. All the time. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> I, I, I can let you see my manifested goodness. Now, now I want you to see where this happened because Moses said, now that I know your name, I, 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 I want to see you. But God said, listen, there's a place by me that I can hide you. There's a cleft of a rock. Somebody say, hello, Jesus. And I can hide you there. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass by you. And, I'm, and as I pass by you, I'm going to put my hand over your eyes. And as I walk past, I'm going to let you see my hinder parts. The, the, the back side is just as good as the front side. Are, are, are you there? Uh, uh, Exodus 34. I, I hope I'm in the right place. I'm just doing this from memory because this is one of my favorite places where, where when I get into my prayer closet, uh, this, is my, this is my declaration in my prayer closet. It, it, it's Psalms 34. I believe it starts at verse 5. And the Bible says, and the Lord descended in a cloud. Somebody say the Shekinah glory fell. And the Lord, the the Lord descended in a cloud. Somebody say Shekinah glory. Uh, The Shekinah glory came and watch what the Bible says. And the Lord declared his name. I'm not declaring it. This is God announcing himself. Uh, This is God giving to you a definition of himself. Moses says, Lord, I want to see you. He says, you can't see me in all my glory. If you saw my glory, you surely die. But what I can do is I can show you my goodness. Uh So the Lord descended in a cloud. And the Bible says, he declared his name. And the scriptures say, verse 6, and the Lord proclaimed. The Lord, the Lord God, Yahweh, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, forgiving, right? Showing mercy unto thousands of them, forgiving sin, iniquity, transgression, you see it. God declared himself, Uh I am that I am. I will always be that. That's my name. I'm Yahweh. 
We, we get the principle of that in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. The, the, the Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. God of his own self say, I, the Lord thy God, I change not, lest the sons of Jacob be consumed. I will always be what I have always been. And God just declared himself to you. He is Yahweh. You're going to be God, G-O-D. But specific to whatever need it is that you might have. So, so, so let me ask a question. Do you believe on the name of the Lord? Was it not Paul in the 10th chapter to the church at Rome when he said this? Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Because you need to know his name. You need to know his name. Look at your name and say, you need to know his name. You need to put faith in his name. Because he has set this love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. And I'm going to set him on high because he hath known my name. Anybody want to go a little further in it? Can I take you a little further into this process? God is what he does. Let me say it again one more time. God is what he does. Have you ever met somebody and you say to them, your actions are speaking so loud I can't hear what you're saying? Let me say it again. God hears, God is what he does. Let me do it one more time because I don't know if you got it. God is what he does. I am that I am. I am what I do. Let me say it again. I don't know if you're getting it. God self-identifies himself by what he does. God identifies in himself by his names. This is who I am. This is what I do. Uh, because people need help with that. Uh, God did something supernatural and extraordinary. Uh, let, let, let me quote the verse for you. For God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So, so, so God, to make sure that you know what he does, he sent his son in person to show you exactly what he does. Uh, y'all didn't hear that, man. That's rich right there. See, God, God did something supernatural and extraordinary because he sent his son to prove that's what he does. You, you, you say, Pastor, where'd you get that from? I got it right out of the Bible. St. Matthew chapter 11. Uh, the, the, the Bible says there was a man by the name of Joseph, a just and upright man. Who, when he found that Mary was, 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 was pregnant, was about to conceive a child, he was fearful to marry her. He wanted to put her away privately until the archangel Gabriel showed up. He says, Moses, Joseph, don't be fearful. For the child that is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And he has a name. A name that you're going to give to him. Right. Do, do, do you know that the archangel Gabriel quoted Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14? And behold, a virgin shall conceive a son. Yeah. And they shall call his name Emmanuel. Meaning God with us. You see, you, you see, it has a meaning, friend, that, 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 that here is Jesus. Now, now, the problem with us is we just call him Jesus. But you don't know what his name means. That, that's the problem with people who don't understand language. They, we, we just call him Jesus. We don't even know where that name came, came from. We, we have no comprehension. Do you know that the name of Jesus in Hebrew is Yeshua? Well, 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 what does Yeshua mean? He will deliver you. 
That's why you're going to call him Jesus, because he's going to deliver the people from their sin. You see, Yeshua is a rescuer. He's a deliverer. He's a redeemer. He's your helper. You see, that is Yeshua. Yeshua. Uh, the, the Greeks called him Jesus. Spanish people call him Jesus. We call him Jesus, but we don't know his name. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him, and I will set him on high because he hath known my name. You, you, you see, Jesus came to reveal and to do all that God purposed to do. Jesus says, I can do nothing unless the Father help me. Everything I say is because he said it. Everything I do is because he sent me to do it. You see, I'm the revelation. I'm the fulfillment of all that God wants to be in you. How many of you know Jesus gave himself names? Come on, I'm going somewhere. How many of you know Jesus gave himself names? How many of you know that Jesus called himself the bridegroom? Anybody remember that? I, I like that. That's St. Matthew chapter 19. The Bible says, the Bible says that, that, that there, uh, 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 the, the disciples of John came, came to Jesus saying, why is it that we, the disciples of John and the Pharisees, we fast off and your disciples fast not? Oh, we're talking about fasting, huh? Really? Really? You want to talk about fasting? Well, let me explain fasting to you. Jesus said, listen. How can the children of the bride chamber mourn while the bridegroom is with them? Why do they need to fast in order to hear God when they hear my voice? Why do they need to fast to get my direction when they're following me? You see, friend, listen, that's why Jesus says you can't put a piece of new cloth on an old garment. You can't put new wineskin into an old wineskin. The purpose of fasting is to hear God. What do they need to fast for if they've got me? He says, soon, soon the bridegroom will be taken and they'll fast often. Because they're trying to hear my voice. Do, do, do you know that Jesus said that he's the Lord of the harvest? These are the names of God. Listen, I'm just trying to help you with just a few. I'm trying to help your spiritual walk. He said, I'm the Lord of the harvest. You remember this story, St. Matthew chapter 12. The Bible says that the disciples were moving through fields of grain, and they were picking up little heads of, of wheat, of grain, and they were eating along the way, and the Pharisees saw it. And the Bible says they came to Jesus and says, why do your disciples transgress the law? By working on the Sabbath. And Jesus says, oh, you want to talk about the Sabbath? Yeah. You want to talk about eating along the way? Well, how is it that David went and ate the showbread, which is forbidden for him to eat? How is it that the priests profane the Sabbath when they make coals to cook? He says, don't you know that I am the Lord of the harvest? They're allowed to eat along the way. Yeah. You see, when you don't know the names of God, you don't know how to act. That's why you come in here and you got your arms folded. You're all depressed. If you knew who was here and if you knew who occupied this place, if you knew where two or three come together, he said, I'm there in the midst of you. would celebrate the name of the Lord. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. Look at your neighbor. Say, quit looking around. He's right here. Quit looking around. Why is it every time you meet somebody say, you know, I wonder what the Lord's doing. Quit looking up. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. God lives inside of you, baby. You are the walking, living tabernacle of the Most High. One of my favorite renditions of the names of Jesus, the names of God, was this particular story. You know the story well. This is in St. John chapter 11. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. See, when you don't know who he is, you don't act right. When you don't know his name, you act like a fool. When you don't know his name, you lose your cool, you lose your mind, you lose your wits, you become fearful and full of fear so that the enemy might torment you. But when you know his name, when you know his name, 
You know, the Spirit of the Lord sent me this morning to ask you, what's my name? For all you that got a problem, what's my name? You're in a situation. What you need is the name of God. You're going through a trespass, a situation, a problem, a difficulty. But if you had the name, you'd overcome that situation right there and right now. For the Bible says, for the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. You, 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 you remember this story. Uh, Jesus, is in, Jesus is in Bethabarbara. This is about 30 miles north of Bethany. He had developed a very intimate relationship with three people in particular. You know their names, Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. It just so happened that the one to whom he loved, this man by the name of Lazarus, the Bible says, became deathly ill. And so they sent a messenger 30 miles to reach Jesus. By the time the messenger got to Jesus, Lazarus had already passed. The Bible says that when the messenger reached the Lord, he says, Lord, the one to whom you love is, 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 is deathly ill. And the Bible says, and Jesus abode there two more days. <laughs> he abode there two more days. At the end of that, uh, the work that Jesus was doing in Beth Barbara told the disciples, let us go. I'm going to go back to Bethany to awaken Lazarus out of his sleep. And the disciples says, oh, good, he sleeps. He, he's resting. He, he'll do better. And Jesus says, no, I tell you the truth. Lazarus is dead. And I tell you this for your sakes that you might believe. No sooner than Jesus came within eye distance, Martha ran to him. And you know what she said to Jesus? She said, Lord, had you been here, my brother had not died. You see, you start acting like a fool when you don't know who Jesus is. When you don't know the name of God, you act like a fool before God. Listen, you blaspheme the name of God. Listen, you need to know his name. You need to know his name, right? She came and she said, Lord, you've been here. My brother had died. And Jesus said, he'll rise again. He'll, he'll rise again. Martha gets into that spiritual rhetoric, just like we do. You know, we like to give lip service. It sounds like faith, but we're faithless. She says, Lord, Lord, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I know that in the resurrection of the dead, he'll rise again. You know, you know how we like to talk? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he got healed over in Beulah land, sweet Beulah land, all over yonder. You, you, you know how we talk over the hills. Yeah. Uh, just, 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 just over there is my victory. Right, right. But you got to die to get it, right? Oh, sure, he'll rise again in the resurrection of the dead. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm here, I'm life, I'm present, I'm here right now. I mean, he's going to get up right now. Did I not tell you that if you believed on me, you would see the glory of God? Let me repeat the statement to you one more time. Without a doubt, the name of God will produce supernatural and extraordinary victory in every situation in life, even if the thing that you're praying for has already died. Yeah. He's the resurrection and the life. Is there anything here that I've told you just this just, just, just this quick spasm of, of 30 minutes that you can approach the Lord now by his name. Yeah. That whatever we read in the Bible, whatever we see God doing, whatever he has done, that's I am that I am. I will always be what I have always done. This is me. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is anybody here falling in love with God? Is anybody here falling in love with God? I, I mean, I don't, I don't got to tell you the story that, that, that Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus, when he heard the things, when he saw them weeping, he wept. 
But, but we don't understand the, the, the weeping. It, 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 it's not Jesus weeping out of sorrow. And it took me a long time to figure this out. Why did Jesus cry at the entrance of, of that place where he was about to pronounce victory in God's name? What, 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 what happened? Why is he crying? The Bible says he groaned in his spirit. This is one of those times when, when, when it's more like, oh. This is like God saying, how long shall I suffer you? How long shall I be with you? Perverse in generation. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? You see, he groaned in his spirit. Why don't these people get who I am? And Jesus says, where have you laid him? And then Jesus says, roll the stone. So, Lord, if we roll that stone back, he's going to be stinking. You know the story. They rolled the stone back, and Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. You see, knowing the name of God produces supernatural and extraordinary victory in every situation in life. And once you get a hold of that, the devil can't get a hold of you. Once you seal that in your spirit, that I know the name of God, and there is no name greater. And in fact, God said of himself, there's no name greater than my son's name, both in heaven and in heaven and on the earth and under the earth. His name is celebrated. There's no higher name. The Bible says that at that name, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the Messiah. He's King. Friend, do you know the name of God? Friend, do you know the name of God? You're in a situation, all you need is his name. Just declare it. Point that thing down in the spirit and say, in Jesus' name. In Yeshua's name. Surely I'll be delivered. Surely I have the victory. I know that I know that I know that I know that victory is mine. Now, 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 you have your Bibles benchmarked, earmarked. I, I want you to go back to that particular passage. This is St. Saint, Saint John chapter 14. I want to read something to you. I want to read something to you. Because, I, because I'm praying that, that you'll get the context of this particular passage. See, when you know the name of God, when you possess it, remember the predicate here. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. And I will set him on high because he hath known my name. Yeah. And he shall call upon me and I will answer him. Yeah. And I will deliver him and honor him. I want you to see what's happening here. There's, there's this thing about knowing God's name and falling in love with God. Let me say that one more time. There's, there's a thing about knowing what God does and, and who he is and, and who he me, what he means to us as an evidence, as, as a stepping stool, as a way for us to begin to love God. I set my love upon you, God. Most people don't know how to set their love on God. And I'm going to teach you. Anybody want to know how to set your love on God? I'm, I'm going to teach it to you. Can I suggest to you that anybody that loves God, catch this, acts like God. Let, 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 me, let me step back. I, I know I threw you for a loop on that one, right? Because, because God wants you, watch, to self-identify in him. God self-identifies in his name and by what he does. He wants you to identify in him. So you no longer have an identity. Your identity is in Christ. Oh, now here we go. Now, now, now we're in the open water. Now it's getting a little deeper for some of y'all that you thought you'd come in and hear a good little feel-good message and go out and live the way you've been living. See, 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 I want you to know that God wants you to identify in him. You self-identify in Christ. That's why every time you have a problem, you say, what's your name? Are, are, are you in St. John chapter 14? 
let me get my Bible over there. I've memorized probably most of that chapter because I recite it so often. You say, how many know that if you got in the habit of taking your word into your prayer closet, you'd probably commit to memory a lot more word than you do? But let me read this to you. I want to read to you the bullseye of the power of God. Now watch this. St. John chapter 14, verse 11. Now, now you know the story. Philip says to Jesus, show us the Father. And that suffices us. I, I mean, just let me see God and I'll be good. I mean, oh, that's a lie. The devil saw him and he's not good. And every angel that fell with him. It's not enough to see God. You got to be in God. Let me me read a verse 8. That that way you get it all in context. Maybe maybe this will help somebody this morning. He says, Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father and it suffices us. And Jesus said unto him, have I been so long with you and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? You see, Jesus identified in the Father. He's teaching us the pattern of Christianity. We identify in him. Got to see this pattern. Now watch what happens. Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. You see, the I am is doing what he's always done. God is saying, I'll always be what I've always been. And I will always do what I've always done because I am that I am. I'm not going to change being me. Did y'all catch that? Okay, y- y- y'all ready? Verse 11, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Now, here we go. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask of my name, that will I do, and the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, you see verse 14? Knowing the name of God, without a doubt, knowing the name of God, will produce supernatural and extraordinary victory in your life. You've got to know his name. You've not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven. I know him as daddy. Now, verse 15, check this out. If you love me, now I want you to see that's an if. Who's he talking to? The disciples. You see, you see, if you love me. Let, 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 let me let that sink for a minute. Yes, sir. I mean, you say you love God? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you study and you have eternal life and you know all about Him and you haven't fallen in love with Him? Oh, you, you say He's awesome and that He's the source of all things and He's been good to you and He's provided this, that, and the other, and you're not in love with Him yet? I mean, you're just a user then. You're you're just a gold digger in the kingdom of God. And I'm here to tell you that God said he's not looking for a date. He wants to get married with somebody. He wants to have a true bona fide marital relationship with some of you. That's why Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. We know his commandments are life. They're not grievous. Do, do, do me this favor, just because this, this, let me see what time it is. Oh, it's not that late. Go with, go with me. Look, go with me to St. Matthew chapter 5. Go to St. Matthew 5. When you, when you get to verse 5, uh, just earmark this chapter. You need to read it because it starts off with your attitude. 
Look at your neighbor and say, you need an attitude adjustment. Trust me. You, 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 you need a true bona fide. So it would be attitude. But, but then Jesus begins to teach. He says this to you. Watch. I just want to give you a little prefix uh, to the actual teaching on the commandments. just want to give you a little, a little prefix, right? He says, you're the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Well, how can that be? You see, we identify in him. I I, want to act as Jesus acts. I want to do as Jesus does. You're the light of the earth. No man hides a light, but he puts it up high. No man gets a candle and hides it under a bushel. The Bible says... But he puts it high, uh, you know, somewhere where it gives the room the benefit of the light. You, you know, we're the salt. If anybody's going to see God, they're going to see it in you. So he, he teaches that and it goes through all sorts of things. But, but slide your finger. I'm, let's go to verse 43. Uh, uh, St. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. And, and, and uh, you know, Jesus goes through a lot of things about how it works. But, but watch this. But watch this, you're in verse 43. And I want, you, I want you to hear. I want you to hear what the Spirit is doing. What not. Now, you got to catch this, watch this. Sometimes we miss this. This verse is so profound, watch this. A, 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 a rich young ruler came to the Lord, right? He wanted to know what it took to enter eternal, eternal life. Jesus said, well, what, are the, what, the, what do the commandments say? What, what, what's in the law, right? And so Jesus quotes it like this. Jesus says, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy strength, with all thy soul. And then he says this, watch. We miss this little verse, this little phrase. And the second is likened unto it. What? Love thy neighbor as thyself. For on these two commands hang all the law and the prophets. So love the Lord thy God with the heart, soul, strength, and mind. And the second one is likened unto it, which is love thy neighbor. Because God wants you to self-identify in him one to another. Because God is concerned about the spread of the kingdom of heaven. Now, now, now if you love him, you'll obey the commands. Now, now I just, I, I, let, let me start at verse 43, because I believe that best encapsulates uh, the, the sum of, 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 of the fifth chapter of the book of St. Matthew. It says this, Psalms chapter, uh, pardon me, St. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 begins like this. You have heard that it hath been said... Love thy neighbor, but hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, this is Jesus talking, love your enemies. Let's make sure we get that. Let's make sure we get that. Let's make sure we get that. He says, I want you to know, I want you to love your enemies. I don't even want to go fast with that. I just want, I just want that to set. I want that to stew on you like, like, like the manure you had last week that tastes better today, right? You know, you let it go five, six days and everything kind of mixes together. I just want you to hear, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them. What do you say? Do good to them that what? That, no, no, read your Bibles. Do good to them that what? That hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, so that ye may be called the children of your Father which is in heaven. I mean the word. Y'all there? So that you may be called the children of your Father which is in heaven, which causeth the sun to rise on the just and the unjust. He sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. And then what did Jesus say? If you love them which love ye, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren and all only... Greetings. How are you doing? How are things going? If you salute your brethren only. 
if you salute them only. Are, are, you, are you there in your word? I just want you, to, I want you to hear what Jesus is saying. If you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publican so. But watch this. L- listen to this verse. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. In other words, you have to identify in Him. You, 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 you have to identify in the Lord, you see. You see, when you set your love on God. If you set your love on God, let, let, let me quote it. Will y'all stand with me real fast? Y'all stand with me real fast? Because t- t- time is running short. And, and, and brothers and sisters, you need to come to the altar. Uh, let, 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 me, let me quote Psalms 91, 14 through 16. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. And I will set him on high. Watch this. Because he hath known my name. And he shall call upon me and I'll answer him. And I will deliver him. And honor him. And with the long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. God said, I'm going to deliver you. You know what today, church family, I want to identify in Jesus. Do, do, Do you know how many opportunities you have this week to set your love on God? Some of you are right now complaining about the person that's using you. And that's really the cause of God's deliverance in your life. You've got an enemy this morning. That enemy is a platform that God is going to use to elevate your life, to set you on high. The very things that you are calling a problem and a trouble and a strife in your life are the very things that God said, if you'll set your love on me. And if you'll do it my way, if you'll self-identify in me, I will bless your life. I will honor you. I will lift you up. I will take you places you've never been before. But you've got to set your love on me. And you know what? I believe my God is true to his word. I believe my God is true to his word. Listen, you got some problems in your life. Good. You fall right into today's subject matter. You've got a situation, a thing you need God to move in. Wonderful. You fall right into the message. If you know the name of God. Let me say one more time the statement. The Spirit of the Lord sent it to tell me. To give to me, to give to you. Without a doubt. Knowing the name of God will produce supernatural and extraordinary victory in every situation in life. Listen, you got a situation? What you need is God's name. Set your love on God. Say, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to identify in you. Jesus so said, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. That's how we set our love on God. I want to set my love on the Lord today. Can we do that today? Why don't we all just concentrate there? Uh, the Spirit of the Lord's giving me direction. I just want you to concentrate right now. And I just want you to tell Jesus, Jesus, I love you enough to identify in you. You're, you're such a good God. <laughs> you're such a good Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, you are truly holy, perfect, righteous. Uh, And I set my love upon you. With my very words this morning, can you you worship him? Can you just right now say, Father, I worship you for for who you are. The the, the I am. (laughs) The proclamation of yourself merciful and gracious long-suffering abundant in goodness and in truth keeping mercy for thousands forgiving iniquity transgression and sin you've been good God can somebody can somebody just get into that frame of mind that uh, begin to work that in your spirit Begin to work that, stir that up in your spirit. Come on, just begin to worship the Lord. Father, I worship you. 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 Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are. 
lift my hands and I worship you're worthy of my praise you're you're worthy of my adoration now now, now, now follow me because I won't take that next step everything I am is in you O Lord All, all that I hope to be is in Christ himself Jesus, I want to be as you were. Where I don't do anything unless the Father's doing it. I'm not saying anything unless the Father's saying it. <laughs> I, I, I want to 